You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 225 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, all three segments are me talking to Cole Irvin. Uh, we had a lot of fun today. We're talking about uh, more baseball things in part two, which will drop on Thursday. It's going to be a lot more just things that he enjoys. Video games, Disneyland, uh, music we talked about for a little bit, uh, hockey. So we talked about a, a wide array of things. It's more get to know uh, the person Cole Irvin in part two. This one's the baseball player and how he goes about uh, his business on the field. I thought it was a very interesting conversation. Uh, talks about how he learned some stuff from Nick Hunley. That was really cool. Uh, talks about his longest home run ever, which was very entertaining. And I felt kind of bad for laughing through the entire thing. But uh, yeah, it, it's really good stuff coming up for you guys today. So uh, hopefully you enjoy. I'm not going to keep you guys too long before just sending it over there. Um, I do want to say just uh, follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And before I send it over to the interview, I just want to say, if you guys don't know who Cole Irvin is, uh, one, he's a really cool guy. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Uh, number two, he is trying to make the opening day roster. He can be either a starter or a reliever. Currently, he is starting. He's actually starting on Tuesday, so against the Cubs, which was one of the last teams that he started against uh, in his big league career. So depending on when you're listening to this, if it's Tuesday morning, listen to today's game. See how he's doing. And if it's after Tuesday's game, see how he did, because uh, we, we talked about it. And he's an easy guy to root for. So uh, that that's all you really need to know about Cole Irvin heading into this. You're going to learn plenty more in the next half an hour. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Here's Cole Irvin. All right, so joining me right now, you may remember me talking about him on Thursday's episode where I was talking about his pitch usage in his first spring training game with the A's. Uh, I called him out, said that he was a damn liar and uh, that he was actually throwing sinkers. And then he reached out to me. I was like, hey, I wanted to go talk about my pitch usage. So here is Cole Irvin, very new addition to the Oakland A's. Uh, Cole, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, I had to, I had to reach out because uh, you know what? I just... I just feel like having the truth behind what I'm trying to do is a little bit better than trying to, you know, uh, guess. Yes. I got you. I'm, I'm down with that. I, I don't want to mislead people. I was going off of two winnings of pitches that I saw. And if it was not at salt river fields, I would have had no idea what you had thrown. So, uh, it, it got into all of that. So, um, First off, I just want to get into the trade real quick, just because, you know, it, it happened at the very end of G January and a lot of fans see players as robots. And for you, it was, I believe the day before your birthday, two weeks before pitchers and catchers are reporting. There's a lot of stuff, you know, just going on in life. You're going from Florida to Arizona. Now, what, what's that process like as a ball player, uh, you know, trying to make the team? Well, when you just buy a house during COVID um, in Charlotte, that's smack dab between Philly and Florida, like not joking, eight and a half hours one way, eight and a half hours the other way. Um, 
you know, but my fiance works out of Charlotte. So that's what made, made sense for us. Uh, and, and uh, so obviously the day before my birthday, I'm actually heading to throw two inning, a two inning scrimmage against a junior college uh, around where I live. And just to, you know, I, I like throwing to hitters before I even show up and I'm on the way and the Phillies call and say, Hey, this is, you know, we're trading you. And I was like, okay, great. And so I'm warming up, uh, still trying to get, uh, you know, my bearings straight about what's happening. And then I'm, I'm at the field and then uh, Dan Feinstein called me uh, with the A's and we had a short chat. I told him I reach out to him after I threw my two innings um, of work. And uh, believe it or not, the Phillies bullpen coach uh, now was there watching me. So it was like, it was just a scramble of things. Um, and then when I get home, you know, I called my fiance immediately when it happened and um, and we went from looking for Airbnbs and hearing that the season might get delayed and stuff. Uh, we kind of held out on Florida. So it kind of helped us <laughs> in the trade. Um, but once we were told that all was a go and we're going to be in Arizona, it was like, we need something now. You know, it's, it's, it's peak golf season. It's, it's, uh, you know, there's uh, Arizona is just such a nice, you know, place to be this time of year. And, uh, and as well as Florida, but Arizona specifically, and I'm a golfer. That's why I say it. And, you know, it, it was just a whirlwind of emotions. You know, you go from a bunch of red and white and, um, <laughs> to green and yellow and green and gold. Um, and I'm that, that kind of fired me up. Uh, the more I got, the more I got to digest what had happened. Um, and it took about three or four days to really kind of take a breath and settle in because, you know, you're talking to medical staff, you're talking to, um, you know, coaches and just so many different people and you're trying to put names to faces and you, they should honestly email you a sheet with everyone's photo. So that way, when you meet them in person, you actually can like put two and two together. I had to go, I went on the A's website and looked up like some people just so I could know what they look like when I showed up. Um, so I do that too. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then with COVID, you know, all the masks and stuff, when I get here, it was just, uh, it was just crazy. And, and, but you know what, things are settled down and uh, I'm really comfortable um, and really confident in an Oakland A uniform, I'll tell you that. Yeah, because you, you had the colors in Oregon, as I'm, I'm yeah. sure the other people have reported. So that's got to be kind of nice. Well, yeah, I got to recycle some old uh, old gear. So <laughs> so you're right now, I'm, uh, I know I know Rawlings might not be happy, but I'm throwing with my old green green and black Nike Oregon glove from my freshman year of college, just because I don't want to wear my my red philly stuff so it's like it, it doesn't match it doesn't match so i'm still <laughs> waiting for my glove and it's just yeah it's a mess did you know anything about the a's before you came over uh in the trade uh had they scouted you in high school or college or anything or is this just brand new you're just immersing yourself in everything well i was i was gonna lead with uh i was really looking forward to miss uh meeting chris pratt and uh brad pitt but, but I was going to lead with that, but, um, you know, I'm going to say that actually I knew Eric Martins, the infield coach. Okay. 
Um, he was actually my infield coach when I played first base in high school. And I, he and I go back way back and he was the area scout when I was in high school and was it, Oh, eight to 12. And, um, so he and I went back and I showed up to, to the complex and saw him and just brought back some old memories and, uh, familiar faces. And then one of my old strength coaches that was in Philadelphia is actually here, um, with Oakland. So, you know, there's a lot of familiarity. Um, and then I office, I played with, uh, you know, Caprillion, um, played against Dalton Jeffries, um, see who else there was just a lot of familiarity with with the organization so um yeah it's it's been it's been fun that's good i, I was gonna suggest that we just do a, a money ball watch party if you have not seen it at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no, i mean outside out, yeah outside <laughs> outside of outside of money ball and um you know just just understanding you know the history of the organization from you know just the white cleats and the just there's so much actually that the A's I love about the A's when I came in. Um, I didn't understand the elephant, but I've been educated enough, I think now to know. Um, but I just love the history of baseball. Yeah. It, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I'd say that the, the three main things, uh, Connie Mack, which covers 50 years. So <laughs> Just that little right. brief period of time. Right. And then a uh, money ball and the 2012 season are like the three things that I would go to personally as a fan. Right. Um, lots of fun, but you know, 2012 is probably less fun as a player, just because you weren't on the team. You weren't part of the, and it's one of those things that you have to kind of experience and it's a yeah. long haul. And unless you're going to watch every game kind of doesn't mean anything. So, yeah. Uh, but that's one of those things for A's fans that we enjoy and whatnot. Absolutely. So. Hey, it's me again. I had to butt in real quick to tell you guys about one of our sponsors for today, and that is rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps and motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there, how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Betting on sports doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. That sounds dangerous, but he means betting handicapping, not like mafia handicapping. I've learned. <laughs> Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. He, he, he rates them on a three-tier scale. It's a one, two, or three level lock. It's very entertaining. It, this is a great show. Even if you don't like betting, it's just fun to hear these two talk. So I suggest subscribing to this podcast. You get some more sports banter in your life. It's a lot of fun. Your boy Q and uh, Lee Sterling do a great job on this one. So subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And now back to Cole Irvin talking about the longest home run that he's ever given up. Yeah. Um, let's dig into your spring training starts. You had two winnings against the Rockies. 
You gave up one hit. It was a double. You got a K. You got four ground outs. And again, I mentioned that you were using your sinker a little bit more, change up a little bit less. Uh, I have two questions most mostly here. Is your change up your put away pitch, which is a claim that I said, but I wasn't sure. And two, are you planning on using your sinker a little bit more and trying to get more ground balls than usual? Yeah. Um, basically, I'm going to just kind of flip something over on the screen here, but I got, I got my own, my own sheet, my own okay. spreadsheet, um, basically breaking down hitters. And I've faced uh, actually all, but maybe one of the Rockies hitters um, before. And so I was going off past knowledge. I was going off past video and I felt that my changeup was going to play better late in the game rather than early in the game. So I decided, and then when we put up seven runs and in two innings, I, you pitch with your fastball. You don't, yeah. I mean, you know, just when you get O2 on a guy, if you can throw a fastball again, do it. And that's what I did to McMahon. I didn't throw him a single off speed pitch. Um, but yeah, I pitch with, I, I like to pitch. I like to think through the game and I don't, I just, I'd rather attack guys and, and, get the game going as quickly as possible, get our guys when they're rolling like that back in the dugout. Um, so throwing a lot of change-ups didn't quite make sense. Mm -hmm. um, throwing, you know, some sliders here and there just to get them off the fastball made a little bit more sense just because of how their bats, they, they swing the bat. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just, it, it's interesting because I, I always break teams down and um, into their own, individuality um because there's um there's there's definitely something that that i saw on the rockies that i felt that i would use the change up later in the game as the game went along um and i and it, it is my best pitch so that's so as much as i want to say it's a put away pitch um it's it's an all the time pitch for me um because i pitch with my fastball i i and i think that's something that i've really grown to love about this team so far and the few weeks that I've been a part of them um, is that they want you to pitch with your fastball. And uh, a lot of things are aligning here that, um, that I'm, I'm really happy about. And we get to talk pitching we get to talk counts and sequences. And that's exactly how I like to pitch. And um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun so far. That's awesome. I'm very excited to hear all that stuff. Um, your, your next start is on Tuesday, correct? Yes, against the Cubs. And ironically, the last starts I had in the big leagues were against the Rockies, then the Cubs. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping to hope it's I'm just hoping, cake for you at this point. I'm hoping to redeem myself against the Cubs because uh, <laughs> that's still a salt. That's a, still a wound that I have. I, I saw basically stats against the, the top three guys. Uh, for, for the most part, it's Brian Rizzo and Baez. Uh, I think Rizzo went one for two or something like that. Uh, With I, a absolute tank. <laughs> it was an absolute tank. I have a story about that game. So this is the first, you know, I got my first major league hit in, in Wrigley and that was, that was amazing. Um, off Cole Hamels, who was actually one of, one of the guys that I loved watching pitch when I was in high school, you know, 08 Phillies teams, 09 Phillies teams. Those were, those guys were just so much Cliff Lee, Roy Halladay. Those guys were just so much fun to watch. Jamie Moyer, oh, Jamie Moyer. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> So um, first pitch I throw to Kyle Schwarber, or it might have been second pitch, double off the wall. And this ball screamed as it went to the wall. It just screamed. 
I get the ball back, and I'm not joking. That ball was <laughs> lopsided from hitting the wall so hard. The wind was blowing out at Wrigley. And if you pitch at Wrigley, you know that the wind blowing out, you just pop fly. That's it's going to be tough to stick in the ball, stay in the ballpark. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I threw a 3 0 fastball. I couldn't have put it more middle, middle, maybe more of like, hey, I'm just going to put it on a tee. I want to see how far you can hit it <laughs> to, uh, to Rizzo. And he, uh, he hit the furthest ball I've ever seen hit off me. So, <laughs> so uh, I, I look back and I, I enjoy those moments um, in the moment. I hate them. Um, and like I said, I, it's still a little assault in the wound. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I always use that as motivation, but I can still have fun and talk about it and, and enjoy it. I was going to say that you completely own Javi Baez. That's where I was going with this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have like a good outing against, uh, you know, Rizzo or something like that, will there be a little bit more personal satisfaction for you personally, uh, given that he's given up the, you've given up the furthest ball ever uh, to Anthony Rizzo or uh, know, just, uh, it's spring training, whatever. It's spring training. It's spring training. I'm trying to get my pitches in. I'm trying to work, you know, work in different counts and, try different pitches and different counts just as, cause this is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that adrenaline from a real game and then you get the experience of understanding how your stuff looks to an opposition that might not see you again. And so, you know, that's where I might experiment with a front hip two seam or front hip sinker or experiment with a, you know, uh, pitching at the top of the zone, which is not something that I particularly do. Um, you know, and I'm just kind of just throwing out s- some basic things that I wouldn't do, but in a spring training game, I, I am not hesitant to try it and do it. And if I get hit, it's, it's whatever, because it's it, the games mean nothing. And I want to just continue to get better. And that's, and the, I'm allowing these games to, to put me in that position. What are you going to be working on on Tuesday? Are you going to be going with feel again or is there like a certain stat line that you're hoping for obviously you probably all right let's break it down one by one no i'm joking what, let's do it let's do it i'm, <laughs> I'm joking I'm i'll joking. release this on wednesday it's fine <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um no i just uh you know i come up with an individual game plan I, I read hitters and and watch watch how their hands are where they are on their chest and how big their stride is and something that um that I got away from was, was doing this. Um, and I, I feel like it's part of the reason why I haven't had success and, um, and, and had a sustained amount of time in the big leagues um, because all minor leagues, I was doing this. I was, I was taking notes. I was educating myself on the hitters and um, you know, something I said in the, to the, to the media the other day was, you know, I'm going back to doing things the way I know how and the way that made me successful. And one of these things was watching video, taking time um, and breaking down every hitter. If I faced them, finding that video, watching it and just re-educating myself on, on how I've thrown guys and, and where I've had success. Um, hitters are going to make their adjustments, but I want to be ahead of that. And, and that's what's allowed me to just feel like I have a little bit more confidence this year. Um, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, I'm sure emo and, and the rest of the staff are going to come up with a game plan that uh, might be completely opposite of what I have. 
and so that's where that discussion and dialogue happens and um, I'm looking forward to the forward to those conversations but yeah it's uh, uh it's it'll be interesting to see what see what Chicago has I know they got you know a few of their main guys still there and and we'll see if they start you know I normally have the lineup the day before or the morning of so we'll see you know it's just got to put the put the time in and to the game plan and see see how it works out Hey, it's me again. I had to butt in one more time, just real quick. Um, Cole Irvin's going to be talking about what he's learned from Nick Hundley in pitching to him just very briefly. So I found that part of this uh, conversation very fascinating. You're not going to want to miss it. But first, I got to tell you guys a little bit about our other sponsor for the day, and that is betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. All you got to do is head over to their website, either on your desktop or your mobile device, and that is at uh, betonline.ag, and you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget, Wednesday is Division Crossover Day across the Locked On MLB Network, and Locked On A's is going to be uh, crossing over with Locked On Astros. Uh, I'm really looking forward to telling them that they have a terrible, terrible baseball team. Uh, that's really all we're going to talk about. It's just going to be me yelling at Eric Heisman, who I've known for years, and... <laughs> Hopefully I don't make them cry. It's going to be great. So you're going to want to tune in on Wednesday for a special crossover edition of Locked On A's and check out another crossover show in our division to start scouting the competition because we still got the Mariners and the Rangers coming up in the next two weeks. I might have flipped those. I think it's Rangers then Mariners. Anyways, we got these coming up the next two weeks and then maybe I'll get somebody else to talk like the Yankees with me, some other, you know, behemoth of a team. So Wednesdays, place to be to, to hear about other teams. <laughs> All right. With that, uh, I got one more segment here with Cole Irvin. And then if you're enjoying this talk, we got another one coming for you guys on Thursday. Make sure to tune into that one. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Just talking about video games and Disneyland and, uh, you know, hockey and stuff. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. So uh, make sure to tune into that one. But here's the rest of this conversation talking uh, just about like building rapport with a catcher and how to go about that. So uh, here you go. Enjoy. You say that you pay attention to a hitter's hands a lot when you're game planning and getting ready. Does somebody like Matt Olson and his approach at the plate with his hands completely over the plate, does that throw you at all? Or how would you go attacking him? No, it's just, I, I'm basically note start point where they start, you know, in their, in their stance. So uh, Ramil Tapia, let's just go with him. Yep. He's, he's wide open at the plate. Mm -hmm. And when he strides, he's wide open. Well, his hands are high and they stay they they stay up there so where is he to me i break that down and i say okay where is he going to get beat if i'm pitching where do i want to attack him to me if he's open to open with his stride i'm going to stay away mm -hmm. and if i'm going to go in i'm going to bring it on his hands because he can't get his hands down enough to get there he likes down and in because he can just drop the drop the barrel on it. Mm -hmm. So that, and that's kind of basically how I break down guys down. And and um, I I know I could study heat maps, but I'm very like I don't want to use the heat maps. I don't want to use a guy's oh this guy can hit this pitch a lot when I see 
well, he might hit it a lot, but what if it's a four seam rather than a two seam that he hits? So if I can still throw my two seam there, that, that's kind of the way I think about it. I don't, because it, 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 it takes away the, the generalization of everyone's two seam is their two seam. Everyone's four seam fastball is their four seam fastball. Everyone's changeups the same. My stuff is different from if you were to be pitching is going to be different from your stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what, and that's, and that's, that's what pitching is and understanding when I'm watching a game and I'm watching, you know, Mania pitch, he's going to be completely different from the way I pitch, but watching him as a lefty face those hitters is still valuable because if I know how he pitches and how he likes to pitch, what pitches he likes to go to, and he is attacking that way, I can use some of that and apply it to, okay, what are some things that he and I like to do that are kind of similar? Okay. And I add that to my game plan. So it's, there's always something to add. There's always <laughs> something to, to talk about, you know? Yeah. There's always tons of layers with, you know, it's, it's setting guys up and all that, you know, there, it, you seem like a very cerebral pitcher and I, I definitely appreciate that. It's a lot of fun for me to just hear personally. Um, I wanted to get into just the rapport with catchers a little bit. You've thrown limited innings to Nick Hunley in the minor leagues and uh, one of the best catchers in baseball in JT Realmuto, if not the best pitcher or uh, catcher in baseball. Um, have they imparted any knowledge that has helped you in your development and your goal to be a consistent major leaguer? Um, is it just you had a few innings here and there? Uh, Hunley in particular is someone interesting that you named because he really got me addicted <laughs> to throwing my curveball arm side and, and, and knowing how to command it. Um, and it's something that he, my curve, I use my curveball more and that's something I got away from when I got into the big leagues. And whenever I go down to triple a, I, I become a starter again from the relief role. And those are two different things, but I didn't utilize the, my curveball, and, and what's something that Nick taught me was was understanding the lane and the the visual that you get from throwing a curveball on the arm side as a lefty. Mm-hmm. You're going to steal strikes. You're going to get a lot of bad swings, and a lot of guys, if you're talking about a right hand hitter, are not going to be hitting that ball out of the ballpark unless it's middle it ends up in the middle of the plate. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's coming into them. It's such a, such a harder pitch to hit, and so um, and me being a sinker guy, it also complements me throwing my sinker to the arm side part of the plate. It's just another thing that I can put on my arm side and it's a little bit easier to um, control. And I don't have to worry about trying to force it to get to the back foot. Um, which is, I feel like a lot of guys problems is where, where they just, they're so eager to want to throw a back foot curveball or slider and they never get it there. And it turns into this, you know, we call it the cement, cement mixer. It just backs up. It doesn't turn out good. Those balls get hit long, a very, very, very f- a long way. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and that's kind of what's something that I've had a little bit more confidence in is, is throwing my curveball arm side just because of him. That's awesome. I, I didn't yeah. know that he, uh, and he was with the A's that year too. Did you guys talk about being on the A's at all or any of his, uh, 
memories no I, he got cut was, pretty early so yeah yeah no i was pretty i was pretty locked in just learning from him um you know he had a lot of time in the show and and i want to obviously stay in the show and talking to a catcher is 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 very valuable um i get you know even at the alternate site last year during the trade deadline um jonathan lucroy um was another great asset that i got to be able to talk to and and communicate with about just pitching and and you know sequencing and and stuff that you like you mentioned the cerebral part of of Mm -hmm. pitching how important is it with i mean you've alluded to a little bit but a good rapport between catcher and pitcher and how do you go about building that uh different guys have different approaches but like how does that happen (laughs) Happens over time. Um, you know, I notice, especially with this team, is that they everyone hangs out together, and uh, you know, not necessarily because of COVID off the field right now, but when we're on the field, man, this this team's pretty close, and um, the relationships on this team are, are, I mean, they're already there, but even the new guys, including myself, I feel like you're just being welcomed into a into a really awesome family and uh and i got to work with uh sean the other day um in my bullpen and we kind of talked about you know what i like what signs i like to use at second base um how i like my bullpens when he's setting up and um he'll he showed me a little bit how he would set up in a game so it's like you got to have those conversations you got to work through some some things um but yeah it was really really fun to work with him and um and obviously, uh, you know, Garcia and Allen, they're, they're awesome to work with as well. Um, got to work with Austin um, uh, a couple times in a bullpen and then that last start. And uh, I, I shared with him my game plan because there's no game plan in spring training. So I shared with him what I wanted to do, and he remembered it like, like that. And it was like – it was just so nice because he – he understood what I wanted to do, how I wanted to pitch. And we both had a conversation when we went up seven, nothing, Hey, we're, we're throwing fastballs. <laughs> like, like, and it was, it was obvious. Like we didn't, we didn't hesitate. And um, we both agreed right away and we were on the same page. And that also adds to the, that relationship. And, and then eventually the more, the more you get, the more time we spend together, you know, you you know, hopefully play video games with each other, go golf or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, you know, I golf with JT a little bit uh, when I was in Philadelphia, and that was always awesome. Uh, Nappy was a big golfer, and I, I enjoyed golfing with him. So, you know, hopefully maybe some of these guys golf and we can go out sometime. I'm sure that some of these guys golf. They, if they, they're not going to, but if Cespedes ever makes his way around the area, he will go golfing with you 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you know who is catching you on Tuesday? It, if they're going every other day, it's probably Austin Allen, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah, I haven't been told um, anything. We we kind of don't know until really day of. Okay. That's that's just how it's been. They give us the kind of schedule. Um, they give us the workout schedule the day before, but the lineup kind of changes the day of. So, yeah, no worries. Um, do you have a defined role yet? If it's going to be starting pitcher or relief pitcher, or is it basically stretch you out and then use you as needed? uh you know however in the majors or the minors or whatever you know your guess is as good as mine um 
I, you know what? The funny thing is, is uh, I've, I've talked to a few people about this in, in, in private that I just feel so confident here being here. Um, a feeling that I haven't had yet uh, being a part of, you know, a major league club. And um, hopefully that, that applies and, and helps in my success, hopefully during spring training and get a, get a few more looks, whether that is out of the bullpen or as a starter. Um, you know, I, I hope, I hope Frankie Mont, uh, you know, Frankie gets better and, and, and he's looking good. I, he and I threw a bullpen on the same day. Um, he looks great. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that he comes back healthy, but, you know, we don't know because he had COVID how long he's going to be needing to recover. So I think right now it's, it's, it's kind of just wait and see what they decide. Um, and uh, right now I'm, I'm still, still starting games. So until I need to change that mentality, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to, to start and thinking about things as a starter, but you know, I'm, I'm actually feeling really good about whatever they decide to do. I feel like this is the right team to be able to make the adjustments and, and to feel confident that I can actually perform well and being in Oakland and pitchers ballparks in the AL West. <laughs> I, I feel a little bit better since I'm a pitch to contact guy. All right, so that is where I'm calling this episode for today. Uh, we got another roughly 40 minutes of this conversation coming up for you guys on Thursday. So if you guys enjoyed this one, make sure to tune in on Thursday. Tomorrow, I'm talking to Eric Heisman of Locked On Astros. I'm going to make him cry. That's going to be great. Uh, so until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.